the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring out. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy. And I am the minister here with the North Valley Church of Christ. Okay, man. Well, what a week it has been, hasn't it? It is amazing. Interesting year this has been. We thought 2020 was bad. 21, 2021, we thought well, maybe this will be a little better. Uh, well, not not going well. Not going well. Today we're going to be taking a look at the cost of seeking truth. And I've talked, I think I talked quite a bit about truth over the last several months and what is truth and truth is intolerant because, you know, truth only has one answer and you, you, it doesn't change. It's, it's not fluid with culture. Truth is truth. Two plus two is four. You can't get around from that. That's just the way it is. And whenever I think about truth, and especially the the cost of seeking truth, I'm I'm mindful of the passage in Luke chapter 18. That's the account of the the young rich man who came to Jesus asking the question, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And and this uh, rich ruler is a kind of a study in contrast, we, we admire the man at the beginning of the story. He seems to be somebody looking for the truth. Yet at the end of his encounter with Jesus, we're disappointed to discover that, well, he really wasn't seeking truth after all. He actually refuses the opportunity for eternal life, the one thing he was looking for, because he didn't want to accept the truth. The truth. A lot has happened last seven days since the last time we had this program. The situation in Afghanistan, what what a disaster. I have been waking up the last several nights just from the stress of thinking about it, which surprised me. I didn't think it affected me that much, but... It did. I was I was over there in Afghanistan. I was only over there for about four months. But prior to that, when I was still in the army, I never was stationed in Afghanistan. But I helped with the war effort in the beginning, from two thousand one forward. I was in the army, and I have friends over there who were hurt. I have friends that were there who died, and. Watching the videos of those people desperately trying to get out of that country, and all all these 
American personnel who are still there. We, we've already moved out most of our troops. Why are – and so I got all these questions in my mind. Why? Why did this happen? How did this happen? What a debacle. What a disaster. Who's to blame, right? Some point their fingers at the Afghanis for, for not standing up and fighting. Some point their fingers at Donald Trump. Some point their fingers at Joe Biden. Some point their fingers at the Pentagon. Now, I've got my personal political views on who's at fault there with the information that I currently have at hand. But I'm not going to give that here. Because ultimately, no matter who you blame, ultimately, the people at fault here are Americans. You and me. We voted for this. Didn't we? Now, now there's that question. Well, no, we didn't. That was a stolen election. Well, we're not getting into that here. We all should admit the direction this country is moving in. I was just watching, right before I started this program, I was watching Bill O'Reilly. I like to go to him for, for news because I feel like it's hard to find news that I think is being honest with me and giving me facts. There are times where I don't like the things O'Reilly says, but that's just because I disagree politically. I think he's honest. And at the end of his segment, he, he had something that he wanted to say about the Bible. And it was uh, from a friend of his at the Oxford, somewhere in Oxford. And they did a poll questioning, uh, asking questions of Americans uh, to find out how much they knew about the Bible, right? The Bible. This is a religious, or I'm sorry, this was a religious country founded on Christian principles. And when he asked that question, uh, here's the uh, what he found. I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but more than half, more than half of Americans, more than 50%, could not tell you the first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels. They couldn't tell them to you. They didn't know it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Could you believe that? They don't know. More than half of Americans did not know the first book of the Bible. What's the first book of the Bible? It's the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. They didn't know that. Now, this other question, you know, I'll explain to you. I'll just be say. So, uh, I think more, I think, what was, what was it, like 60%, 65% could not tell you what Easter represents or was about is about. They think it's about the bunny. Now, granted, on my program and in my house, we don't say that Easter is about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. But we know that's what it's intended to be. We we do talk about it. But um, that's not when Jesus, when those things happen. And I, I don't want to get into that here. But still, it, it baffles the mind how little our country knows about the Bible. Well, I say it baffles the mind, but when you look at what's happening in our country, 
It shouldn't. The fact that we embrace the homosexual movement so strongly in this country, where on the extreme, well, what used to be considered the extreme, that is uh, flying the pride flag, having all those um, demonstrations, I guess they're parades and allowing men who dress like women and put on makeup, read Bible story, or not Bible story, read stories, uh, book stories to children's stories to kids in the library. That's okay. Well, it's not too much. People are against that. But it's happening that there's actually people out there who think that's okay. Now on Disney Plus, that's the online version of Disney, they have several shows with uh, homosexual parents. And they're normalizing that for children. Transgenderism, where kids can choose that they want to be a girl or a boy. And that's a big thing now. It's okay. And then uh, even within normal conservative circles where people just kind of think normally, they're, they're like, well, you know, people want to live that way. That's okay. It's a very libertarian mindset where, well, I'm not going to make them. I'm not going to force them. And that's true. I You can't force. You can't make people do right. But our country has to be based on good morals if it wants to stand. It is not. It does not. We know, if, you, if people think through things, you know the truth. Homosexuality is a bad thing for humanity. Even if you take the religious aspects out of it, it's not a good thing for humanity. It's not natural. It's not normal. For a man to dress like a woman take estrogen so that he grows breasts is not normal. Not normal. And people don't want, for some reason, don't want to accept this truth. And it's because of that, now we have these people in the military, like Miley, the guy that's, the, I think he's the, the head of the chief of staff, uh, who is giving advice to President Biden, who is more concerned about teaching critical race theory to people in the military than he is about protecting America and doing the right thing. He, he's more worried about his whiteness than a strong military. The man's pathetic. I, I, when I heard him say that, I thought, are you thinking... Where are we going? You know, I read through the Bible, and it's all about finding the truth. We've been studying through the the book of Galatians on Sunday night. And one of the things that Paul does, he he really ramps it up pretty strong in the first two chapters, but he continues this line of thinking throughout the the uh, practical side of it in chapters 3, uh, 4, or 5, where he, he's, try, he's trying to get the Galatians to reason properly. If they just consider the facts and think things through to use their brain, they would know that Paul is an apostle. He did give them truth. And if they, 
They already have Christ. They don't need to be following a list of do's and don'ts and laws to be right before the eyes of God. Christ does that for them. And and they they, 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 they so quickly moved away from the truth. Why? It's amazing. And we're doing the same thing in this country. I just want people to think. Does this really make sense, what you're doing? Is it working out? Is it working out to this what they call social justice warriors? Is this working out? Look at your look at the country. This has been pushed onto this country for several decades now. It's been it was real slow at first, and then in the last uh, 15, 20 years there was a pretty strong push. Where even now, Republicans uh, are are on board with it. Not all, but you know, quite a few. Even Donald Trump. Yeah, he he was all he's for it. He he has a little thing to try to get the vote of the homosexual, and now it is full on. Where even in our embassies, we fl- they fly the pride flag. Well, what good did that do us in Afghanistan? What good is that doing us at, at, on inflation and all these other things that are happening in our country? Why look, look at our kids? Our kids have so many mental issues and problems, a lot of them, a lot. They cannot deal with things because all they're learning is about, are you a girl or are you a boy? You have to make a choice. They can't make that choice. They're kids. And they're already a boy or a girl. There is no choice there. And we're confusing them. Yeah, I'm kind of ranting here because I'm frustrated. I'm tired that this is constantly happening. When we look at Luke chapter 18 and, and this guy who comes and asks Jesus, you know, what shall I do to inherit eternal, eternal life? You know, we, we have all these questions that, that uh, are, are things that pop into our mind. We, we know a little something about his religion, that it, it took the form of legalism, which is a religion of law-keeping. It looks for a list of do's and don'ts and, and thinks that if one does everything on the list, then you know, he'll stand justified before God. So he asks the question, what shall I do? And maybe we're asking that question too. Oh, look at the country. What, what can we do? What can we do? Well, I'm going to let you know here in a moment what you can do, what this country can do to get back on track. We know something about this rich young ruler about why he came to Jesus. He wasn't looking for truth. He was only seeking confirmation, wasn't he? For what he was already doing. That's all he was looking for. That is why the the movement for the homosexual, the pride, they call it pride, the pride movement, the homosexual movement, that's why they get so angry with Christianity and Christians. Because when they come to us, they're not looking for truth. They're looking for confirmation of what they're already doing. And when they don't get it, they get angry. Because they want us to change to confirm them. This rich young ruler in Luke 18, his response that he has kept the commandments gives the sense that he already sees himself as righteous. And Jesus' response was intended to allow allow him to, to see himself as he really is. So 
Christ uh, first gave him what he came for. Let the man see himself as though as he thought he was. Well, keep the commandments. This, 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 and the other. Oh, I've done that all since my youth. So he's looking for approval. He's getting excited. But Jesus gives him a true picture. I'm sorry, he gives us a true picture of ourselves. What we need to hear. This man was not prepared for the truth. The truth is not what he was seeking. Our country is not wanting truth. Because the truth is, morally, we're, 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 we're sunk. We're sunk. How do you know what the right thing is to do? What is the moral thing? It's not a list of do's and don'ts, as many think. No. It's a change of heart. It's a change of your mind and, and, and your, your, mind, your spirit. And you change that by what influences it. If you're always on the internet, that becomes your truth. It shocks me. I'm a conservative. I I don't mind saying that here. I'm a conservative. I don't like calling myself a Republican because I don't agree with a lot of Republicans. And I know it's just a label, but, you know, labels is a, a simple way of trying to describe who you are. So... I look out there, I, I have, you know, Telegram, I got Facebook, I got Twitter, I, I follow the news. And people who claim to be conservatives are all over the place. They spout things that are not true. Not true, if they would just think it through. And it's just, it upsets me. I'm sorry, Trump is not going to be reinstated as the president in the next few months or even next year. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, I guess I can't say that emphatically. You never know. But not the way you think it's going to happen. It's not. Okay? Stop. Deal with what you have at hand. The truth. This is the way it is. Okay? It is. It is. And you, you got to fight fight the battles you can fight. And so I bring that up because on both sides, whether it's on the left or on the right, liberal, conservative, both sides are not providing you with all the truth. They're only providing you with agendas. Even in the the news media, it's all agenda-driven. Even online, what's real? What's not? How do you know? And so it becomes infuriating. And and when we allow that to become our, our influence, that's why we are so divided in this country. We need to get back into the Word. Studying it, not just reading Studying the Bible every single day and allowing that to influence our mind and our heart. And when we do that, then Christ begins to grow in our hearts. We begin to see things the way he sees them. That's the point that Jesus is making to his disciples and to us today in John chapter 14, where he talks about being the true vine. 
me turn my Bible over there real quick. I, I talked about this Sunday morning also. Not 14. It is chapter 15. When he opens up there in verse 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. And all through this this section from verse 1 to um, 17, Jesus uses the term abide 11 times. That means to remain in me. You uh, abide in me and I in you. And what he the reason why is the, the longer we are in him, in, in, around him, allowing him to be in our minds and our hearts, the more he will influence us. And if he is influencing us, then we are going to begin to produce fruit that looks like him. Produ- producing fruit here is not about making other Christians. It's about the, the mind and heart of Christ being in us, producing in us. That's the fruit. Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Because if we are allowing the things of this world to influence us, then we're, we're, we're going to look and produce fruit congruent with the, the world and not with Christ. Um, turning over here to the book of Psalms, the very opening of Psalms says this, How blessed is the man who does not... Walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit at the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. What is Solomon, uh, or or David, or whomever, may, uh, I guess David, uh, wrote there, what is he saying? What influences your mind the most? If it is the things of this world, you know, you're walking in the counsel of the wicked, you're standing in the path of sinners where they can influence you, or you're sitting in the, uh, with scoffers, you're allowing them to influence you. If that's where you're at the most, and that's your influence in this life, you're not blessed. But if you meditate, that is to think about, study the law, that is to really look, what does the law mean? and you understand the spirit of the law, you're going to get a little idea of what the mind and heart of God is and see things from his perspective. And Jesus was trying to get the Jews to see that when he said that uh, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will in no way enter the kingdom of heaven. That's the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. And what he meant there is, is that the Pharisees were striving to be right with the law and not right with God. They missed the spirit of the law. And if we want to know the the mind and heart of Christ and God, then we need to meditate upon the word, study it, allow that to be our focus and our main influence in life. And if we do that, we'll see things better. We will be a better country, more moral, more, uh, and not fall into this obvious corruption. It, you look at it, how did we get here? We're, we're teaching children that it's okay to to say you're a girl when you're a boy? It's okay to take drugs for them to change their gender? Are you kidding? It's okay to have surgeries to change it? What is wrong with us? (laughs) Deal with what you got. I identify as a billionaire, so give me money. (laughs) That's stupid. No one's going to do that yet. I guess. I don't know. It's a crazy world. 
Good is being called evil, and evil is being called good. How did we get here? We don't know the Bible. Not anymore. Can't, they can't even tell you the four Gospels, names of the four Gospels. They couldn't tell you what the first book of the Bible is, let alone the teachings of Jesus. They don't know. There is no religion in this country. As Bill O'Reilly said on his program, the only Bible people have today is the Internet. That's pathetic because there's nothing good on it. Well, I, I take that back. Not true. There are good things, and it can be used for good, but it can be used for a lot of bad. And it's so easy to do the bad because there's no one there to watch you. You can go to, what is that called, the, the in-private mode on your browser so, so that nothing's tracking you and nothing's saved and no one can go and look at your history and go view things. Well, I want to tell you folks, everyone out there who thinks that the in-private mode on your browser uh, keeps you safe from, from people's prying eyes. Oh, well, maybe you know the ISP can, can watch it. But guess what? You know, your, your router, that, that thing that brings the internet into your house, you can go on there and look at every website you've gone to and how long you spent on it. There's a log. It's there. It's not private. And here's a, here's a bigger thing. God knows. He's watching. Do you even know that? Well, if you're listening to this program... I bet you do. I bet you do. I know I'm preaching to the choir. But this is why we are in the state we are in in this country. You can blame politicians all you want, and there is plenty of blame to put there. We let it happen. We stopped teaching our kids how to study and think for themselves. We left it to others to do it for us. Well, you can't do that, can you? We're starting to learn that some of these public schools aren't teaching our kids what we thought. And they don't even care. Even though we're getting laws passed. You can't teach these things, uh, critical race theories, to our children. Oh, well, they're going to do it anyway. They don't care. What are you going to do about it? You've never fought us before. Well, we need to. We need to teach our children the word of God. We have to take an active role in their life. It's hard work. It's hard because they don't want to sit around and do that. But we need to make them and teach them to study every day, to meditate on this. Make them do it so that it becomes a habit so that when they grow older, they will not veer away from it. Here it is, and my time is already going up, and I've, I've ranted this whole time. I apologize. But next week we'll get deeper in the Bible. I promise you that. The Lord willing gives us that time. Pray for those in Afghanistan. Pray for our country. And pray that we will come back to the Word. Let's be truth seekers again. May the Lord watch over us. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. This program was sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.